0: All right, guys. Welcome back to episode three or episode two, edition three of the podcast. Uh, today we're gonna talk about having a kid. So yeah, this so should be a fun one.
1: Lots of stuff going on in this po- in this podcast for sure. Um, I guess just to start things off, after we have been married five years, right? Yeah, five years. We decided to start talking about what life would be like with a kid and when we wanted to make this happen. And I would say early on that Ryan and I were probably in two different places when it came to this. Like I started feeling way more ready than he did. So there was many conversations and probably some, some tears shed on my part, just feeling like we weren't in the same place um, at the same time as far as that goes. But we finally were in the same place at the same time, and we decided to make things happen. Uh, good news for us, I guess, or bad news for us, that however you want to look at it, it does not take us long to make a child. So.
0: Well, it didn't this time, at least. Well,
1: that's true. That's true. This go-round, <laughs> you know, people tell you it might be months, it might be a year, you never know, and we were like, okay, so we started to try to get pregnant and what it was like two months a month
0: yeah I think it was the first month yeah
1: yeah so it was really really quick um just funny story I guess but I did not know I was pregnant until we were like seven weeks pregnant so for those of you out there who have had A kid, and you find out really early, or you just know, or whatever. I don't know. I guess I'm kind of. I was clueless, didn't know what to expect. Um, And then finally, I was just like, okay, I guess I'll take a pregnancy test. Let's see how this goes. And I took two pregnancy tests because we didn't really know how to read the first
0: one. Yeah, for sure.
1: So, just backstory: I had never taken a pregnancy test before, ever. Like. I, I never had bought one, I'd never taken one, so I got ones that I thought would be easy to read, and I don't know, they, they are more confusing than you would think they would be, or at least they were to me. So, I took another one, and then we were like, we both were still like, oh, well, I don't really know, let's not like base it off of this. And so, we didn't have our hopes up or anything like that until I went to the doctor, and got a confirmation from the doctor, and that's kind of when things got pretty real. So that was awesome and exciting, and we were, that was March of 2016, so um, I was already further along than some people are when they find out, so that was fun, Um, so I was able to go straight to the doctor, and we were able to do that immediate ultrasound and see the little peanut or cocktail shrimp or whatever you think of it a little alien inside you're like whoa this is this is really happening holy crap um
0: yeah the the ultrasound experience was pretty cool uh i don't know what i expected going into it but it was a lot more i don't know clear or a lot more i don't know you could definitely tell something was was living in there um yeah, it was, it was just a really neat experience. It was one of my, it's, it, one of my favorite experiences I've ever had. Um, it just, yeah, it was it was cool. It was unique. It was fun, and uh, I don't know. I guess it was a little more than I was expecting. So it was just a cool thing to do. I don't know. I liked, I, I, that was a cool day for me.
1: Yeah, it was. It was really exciting that he was able to be there and we were able to see the little peanut for the first time and know, like, holy cow. At that point, I feel like we probably thought, who on earth at this point can think that this isn't a kid, you know? And that's a whole nother story and a whole nother conversation. But we were like, that is our child. Like, even though he looks like a little alien, like, this is crazy. And at that point, obviously it wasn't he, but this baby looks like a little alien. This is so awesome and so incredible. And yeah, that changed our mindset from there on out. So at that point, we decided that we would tell our parents, and that was really it. Oh, like, in our siblings, but from the get-go, we decided that we really didn't want to make it, like, a huge announcement and a huge ordeal. I know a lot of people decide to wait for various reasons and, you know, get through first trimester and yada, 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 and we totally understood that, and that was where part of our mind was at, too, but... I know Ryan especially didn't really want like a big public um, post or, you know, make it a big showy thing because we both agreed that this was a really personal and private part of our life. And we wanted to enjoy it as much as we could just the two of us um, and get to experience some of those things without having to worry about everybody asking questions and, you know, all that stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, that decision is pretty simple. If you know us well enough, then you'll know that Morgan's pregnant because she will look pregnant. I mean, it's. I don't feel the need to broadcast it to the Internet because, honestly, like if I don't talk to you in real life or we don't, you know, assuming you're not long distance from me or something like that, you know, if you're not interacting with us enough to be able to see that she's pregnant and, and getting further along, then you're just not important enough for me to reach out to, to let you know what happened. It's not, it's not that, you know, I'm against other people doing that. That's perfectly fine. If that's what you want to do. But yeah, like I value my real relationships. I don't really care about my Facebook relationships. Uh, that's not a real thing to me. So, you know, I just didn't want to make a big show out of it just for, you know, personal reasons. Like, I uh, didn't want to make a spectacle out of having a kid because I think there's something really um, magical and spiritual about having a child and I don't think that that requires, you know, a big, a big show on Facebook. Now, once again, if that's your thing, awesome, cool. Like, no, no hate on that. We've been to gender reveals and, you know, people seem to really like those and that's great. So, you know, if that's an extension of your personality, you should do that. But it's just not who I am as a person. And it's not how I'd want my son to be announced to people I care about. I would like to tell them personally, hey, we're having a kid, you know, and get to have a real genuine moment with them. And, you know, the people you care about, I feel like a little bit like it robs them of their, you you getting to have that cool experience of, of saying, you know, we're having a baby. And these people have cared about you for so long and, you know, prayed for you and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's just cool to be able to have a real life moment with somebody when so much of our life now is through the lens of Instagram or Facebook or whatever so you know that's cool for little things for me but it just it wasn't the way I wanted to let people know about Judah
1: and it was so huge like it makes me kind of teary-eyed just thinking about like the moments when we told people like when telling our moms and our dads and and being able to see their reactions to that moment of, Oh my gosh, I'm going to be a grandparent. And then for our, our closest friends, some of them didn't live close by, but we were still very connected with them and being able to share that with them, like over video message or, you know, something. Yeah, we like Skype and, them or something. Yeah. And then we had friends over on, on different occasions and, um, Announce it to them like when they were at our house and it was just those are things that I won't ever forget and I'm very very thankful that we chose that that was what we chose personally that is probably the way that we will do things if and when we have another child yeah um, but keeping things more private and personal or we're, we're definitely not like private like we didn't want anybody to know but
0: yeah sure they could tell anybody they wanted to
1: right and, and that carried over to when we were finding out what we were having. I know that's such a big question. You know, when are you going to find out? Are you going to do a reveal? Are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? And we did not find out what Judah was going to be until I was over halfway through my pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really have any intention of finding out earlier. We didn't really feel this big push to find out earlier. We were just like really happy that the baby was healthy and, um, I mean, I was growing at the appropriate rates and the baby was growing at the appropriate rates. And you know, that was, that was what we cared about. And I don't think knowing whether it was a girl or a boy would have changed anything for us one way or another. And so when we did find out, we did keep that more so to ourselves. Um, kind of same thing telling our parents, And our closest friends, I guess. But, like, that wasn't a a thing that we did a reveal or we didn't, you know, do anything like that. And it was so fun when he, he did come along for us to be able to say, you know, to people and announce to people, like, welcome to the world. Our baby boy, you know, his name is Judah. It was just, I don't know. It was just really, I liked how we handled things. I think that it suited us well. I think it suits Judah well. Like, it just really was a great decision for our life i feel like
0: yeah i mean it just goes back to once again like we got to we got to tell our close friends that we were pregnant and we had multiple friends like cry and they were so excited for us cuz we're depending on the peer group that we're in we're kind of the last of our certain age friends to to have a kid so you know it was just people know what that's like and getting to say like hey we're having dinner with you we, and we asked you to come over here to tell you we're having a baby, like, that just, it means something to them. You're showing that person that you care about them. Like, you're letting them know something, maybe the most important thing you'll ever let them know. And we just felt like doing that was best eye-to-eye if we could. Um, and it took some, you know, moving things around, and we you know, we had to make a, more trips to places than we normally would have, or had dinner more places than we normally would have. But the same situation, like, when we found out Judah was going to be a boy, we got to tell people that and then you know the families that had boys were like oh super excited like you just gonna be able to play with our kids and then the, the people who had girls were like oh you know maybe judah and our daughter's gonna get married <laughs> i mean like it just you, you got to have like real actual relationship with the people you care about and then you got to talk about this thing that was happening that you couldn't be more excited about right and and it just it feels like it just feels like you're cheapening it for everybody, um, and it's. It, honestly, it really wasn't about me. Like it wasn't. Even though I'm probably the one that kind of made us go this way, it wasn't because I cared about telling people through the internet. It's that when my best friends have a kid, I would love to get a phone call or be asked to dinner and then find out like, hey, we're pregnant. And that's like that's that would be that's gonna be so cool. Like I'm gonna be so excited for them and. Not to say, like, if I'm just scrolling through Facebook, you know, I wouldn't be excited for him. But it's just not the same thing at all. I mean. No. So, you know, I once mean, again, it's just, it just, it's, it's it goes back to, like, our values on. Um, relationships. Our relationships, yeah. yeah. And we just thought that that was a cool way for everyone to get to know uh, about Judah and get to celebrate that with us. And, you know, it, may, it we got to have, like, 20 celebrations of that and we think it's an event that is worth having 20 celebrations for so yeah
1: sweet 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 memories like i'm i just cherish those moments for sure i mean i did eventually post that i was pregnant because sure you can only you were very pregnant you can only post headshots for so long and i think the first post that i made was at our our gym in the in the mirror and like I don't know, I was probably like 24 or 25 weeks pregnant, and I had like a legit belly. I was like, oh gosh, does my belly button make me look pregnant? Because if you know me, I have an outie belly button, and that joker was poking out. So there was no hiding being pregnant. You finally get to that point, and it's just like, all right, well, obviously everybody's going to see that I'm pregnant, but Mm -hmm. at this point, you can't really prevent that from being on the socials very well. But I think finding out that we were pregnant definitely changed our mindset. I feel like in a lot of ways, just about how we were going to take care of our family and you know what we needed to do to prepare and and all of that stuff. But I think like being pregnant does have an impact on some things. And in the beginning, I think that the main impact that it had on us, mainly me, but on us, like I was just tired all the time and. Couldn't really pull my weight. I guess you could say, like at the gym, I would want to go home, or I wouldn't go, or I would, you know, be asleep in the car in the parking lot. Like I felt like for that first portion, so much fell on Ryan because I don't know. I was like, holy crap, I'm making a baby inside of me. Like I'm exhausted all of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry. Like I did. I mean, but it wasn't like an issue or anything. But it no. definitely changed kind of how we went about some responsibilities and roles
0: yeah of course. initially mm-hmm.
1: yeah but we started preparing for judah like doing the nursery and all that stuff before we ever knew who he was going to be and so i wanted all that done before the school year so my mom was awesome and found some like uh, a crib and a rocking chair and all that stuff. So anyways, we went ahead and we did the nursery before we registered for all of our stuff, like before we ever knew that Judah was going to be a boy. And so that was fun. like, we were just choosing all kinds of things. Like, But Ryan, being as logical as he is, was like, we probably don't need that. He's got a bajillion clothes on the registry. Like, let's be serious here. A baby doesn't need all this stuff. So there was some back and forth with that because you're excited, and you want all this stuff, and you want this baby to be in like a trillion outfits, but it's true, they really don't need all that stuff, so yeah, that was fun. So pregnancy continued, all was well, mom was great, baby was great, and we'll lead up to when my water broke, so that's a really exciting story. So if any of you have ever had a baby before, or have friends who've had a baby before, or your husband's, of somebody who's had a baby, whatever. When Your water breaking isn't like a super common thing. So didn't really know that. We didn't know how all of that worked. Um, Ryan and I did not take a single class or read a single book. We were just like, you know what? We're having a kid. We've got friends. We have parents. We'll figure this out. We'll be okay. So little did I know that When your water breaks, it's really not something that like stops happening. So we were at the gym. I wasn't working out, thank goodness. But uh, Ryan was coaching the last class of the night. And my water broke when I went to the bathroom. And was like, huh, that's weird. But didn't really think anything of it. Because I obviously never experienced that before. Then I went and called my dad, who's a doctor. And I was like, hey dad and talk to my mom too and I was like maybe my water broke I don't really know I don't know what this means and like while I'm on the phone straight up it feels like I'm just peeing all in my pants like what's happening (laughs) I was like dad I think this is legit I'm like I'm like I'm either still peeing or something's happening what's going on So at that point, I feel like I accepted, okay, my water broke, I need to go into the gym where Ryan is coaching, a workout's happening, and I need to tell him that my water broke, and we need to do something about this. So I walked back in the gym, and I could not find my voice, which is pretty rare, I usually am very loud, but I walked in the gym, and I was like, Ryan. I think my water just broke. And there's music blaring and like people working out and nobody can hear me. I can't even hear me. So like I'm standing there in the doorway and finally like I was able to get his attention and be like, my water broke. And it was just like at that moment on just I feel like the frenzy kicked in and our our members were awesome. They were like, Ryan, you need to go. We'll lock up. It's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know if you have any thoughts to add to that, but I know, like, in that moment when Ryan, like, when it connected with Ryan and it connected with me that my water broke, this was, like, seven days before my due date. So we weren't really expecting it, but it was like, oh, man, this is real life. This is happening. Holy crap. So we went to the hospital, and we had a healthy baby boy.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, there's not, I don't really... Know what to add to the story? I mean, we we didn't have any of the stuff packed up. Um, but Morgan had been told that Judo was probably going to be late. Um, so and he was going to be big. Yeah, there was a lot of things that <laughs> she was told that didn't end up happening. But yeah, we just we weren't super. We didn't have like the bag in the car or anything like that because we had been told. Well, I mean, she had just seen a doctor that day or the day before or something. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, it's going to be a little while. Don't worry about it. And then you know that happens. So. We just went straight to the hospital. We had some friends, luckily, that were kind enough to go grab Morgan's stuff. Thank
1: you stuff. so much, Sarah Mae. If you're listening, you're the best.
0: Yeah, so Sarah <laughs> grabbed Morgan's stuff and brought it up to the hospital for us. Um, you know, they they admitted us right away because they were like, yeah, your water definitely broke. Um, and we get there, and then, honestly, like, for a little while, it just, like, nothing really happened. And, uh, no. and you know, then eventually things start happening, and, and then all of a sudden, we kind of kind of had a baby. And so... It was, yeah, I don't, it's a, it's a weird process to describe because I'm assuming that's very different for everybody, but for our situation, it was a lot of just sitting there and then all of a sudden it was like, all right, now it's time to have a baby. And so it was kind of a, like Morgan had just woken up and they were like, all right, it's time to do this thing. And so it was, it was once again, another super, super cool experience. It, um, yeah, it's just, it's not you know i don't know i i never really given thought to what it would be like for me while she was having a baby um maybe people think about that going into it and you know i've seen it in a movie or on tv or right. something but which it
1: is nothing like that <laughs> yeah
0: i don't know i mean i feel like it was you know in the ballpark of that but i don't know like it was just a really it was a really it was an experience that i'll never forget it was an experience that seemed bigger than me and her. I mean, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I'm not going to be good enough with words, but it was just a really genuine, never, you know, we can never have a first baby ever again experience. And um, and during it, like, Jude was having a little bit of trouble. And so, you know, uh, Morgan didn't know, but they were a little nervous about that. And my, my brother was in the room.
1: Not when I was delivering. Not when
0: not before yeah, yeah before she was delivering. My
1: my parents were in the yeah.
0: room. So my brother who's a pediatrician was in the room up, up until, until like yeah, she went to active, push. Yeah, But pushing like there was you know before that happened, like they were a little worried about um Judah, his heart rate was dropping a little bit and like some you know, some stuff was was going on and he could you know, by looking at him. And then when Morgan fell asleep, I was talking a little bit. He could tell you could tell he was a little nervous, like he didn't want to. Obviously, he doesn't want to say anything bad out loud or whatever. Then he's obviously, not, you know, we didn't tell anybody in the room that he was a, a doctor. And then later, Morgan's dad comes in the room, and Brandon leaves, and he's a doctor, and he's, you know, during the delivery, like he's kind of looking at the vitals, and I can see him, but Morgan can't really see him, and I can tell that he's
1: my eyes are shut little, the whole time. A little, ner-
0: I mean, I could tell that everything's not perfect. You know, he's not, he's not in panic or anything, but he's not super relaxed either. And you know, maybe he just couldn't, maybe there's no way to be super relaxed when it's happening, but I could tell he was a little, a little nervous or like was, he was paying very close attention to not necessarily Morgan get delivering, but to what the doctor was looking at. And so I could kind of see that there was some stuff going on there. And then um, while she's having Judah, like he's struggling to get out of there. And so, you know they kind of tell us like hey you know if he doesn't get out of this go around like we're gonna have to have a c-section and so you know like all this stuff is just gonna like it went from us just sitting around doing nothing for eight hours to all of a sudden they're making a lot of decisions really fast and they're obviously big decisions and you know we just want everyone to be safe obviously so there's just a lot of that going on and while it was a little nerve-wracking and while the doctors did a great job, like I never felt like they weren't in control of what was going on, but you know it was the first time you know maybe the only time in my life where like I was nervous about someone in my family, you know potentially like something going wrong here and and being witness to that, and you know I've had grandparents die um and things like that, but i've never not it's never been in a situation where I don't know. I guess you're going to the hospital to have a baby, and you expect to get out of there with a baby and your wife. And when the possibility comes up that one or both of those might not happen, that's kind of a scary moment. And I'm not saying that Dr. Turner looked at me at any point in time and said, like, hey, you know, this could, this could be life-threatening. But once they start getting nervous, and this is what they do for a living, I'm smart enough to know that that's pro- they're, they're nervous. Like, that's probably not going the exact way they want it to. So... I don't know, just all of those things wrapped into one just made it, it just made me really appreciate every, every part of it. Like the people involved, staying in the hospital, having the nurses work with us. I mean, if it had been super easy, you know, maybe it would have been something that would be less memorable for me. Um, And my memories of what's going on are different than Morgan's. And so that's, you know, kind of a unique thing too. Like she she wasn't in the position I was and I wasn't in the position she was in. And so we have kind of like unique tales of the same situation, right. but it was just such a, I don't know, an awesome and like the strictest definition of the word. Awesome experience that it just, it's tough to wrap around with words. You know, if you have a kid, I'm sure you can understand that. And if you don't, it might be very difficult to understand that, but um, it, yeah, it was just, it was an amazing experience. And, I'm super glad that everyone got out of there healthy.
1: Yeah. And I think the moment that Judah was laid on my chest, like I immediately looked at Ryan and then immediately back at our kid. And I was like, oh my gosh, like we're parents. This is our child. We created this. And like, I don't know. I just feel like the love that you have and have ever felt before just like there's no words to describe it. Like mm-hmm. our life and our family was forever changed in that moment. And like, I just remember feet, just feeling that with Ryan, like we didn't even have to say anything to each other. Like it was just a moment that we both knew like, wow, <laughs> this is, this is it. This is our little family.
0: Yeah. And it's a weird, this is going to come out poorly, but this is the best way I think to word it like, I love Morgan. More than anything on earth, unfortunately, including Judah, <laughs> but Morgan had to earn my love. Like there was a process, um, and earn is probably like, like I said, that's probably not the right word, but like that our love was cultivated. It wasn't it was built. Yeah, yeah, I mean, work went into it. Um, it didn't just it didn't just land in our laps. Like it wasn't just like we saw each other and then loved each other and then everything was fine from there. Um, so it was different. And then when Judah was born. Like the second he's born, I mean, even before he's born, but like the second he's out in a person and like, you know, interacting and screaming and whatever, um, you know, he did nothing to earn my love at all. But instantly, like, you just feel a way that is very difficult to describe. And you're just instantly, it's like, all I want is to do everything I can to give this little guy the best life. And. That's, that's a strange experience because really like you is. don't you don't know that little that little monster at all and you know they're a little you know a little goo covered monster for a while and <laughs> but you just want to hold them and and you love them and it's it's just crazy it's it's unlike any other experience I've ever had and, oh absolutely uh, it's just a neat I mean it's a super neat thing
1: I mean and it's crazy like just hearing you say that my mind like automatically goes to like what a perfect representation <laughs> Representation of Christ, you know, like, yeah, sure, there's no earning, there's no working, there's no building. Like, there we are, here we are, covered in goo and mess and right. duck. And like, the love for us is just beaming and radiating, and there's nothing that we need to do to change anything about ourselves. And yeah,
0: it's, like, it's, it's a great analogy, like, Judah in that moment or in any moment can't really earn my love. Like he's a kid, he's dependent on me and not the other way around. And so, yeah, that's a great, you know, example of, um, yeah, how Jesus loves us when we're a gross little monster <laughs> and we did nothing to deserve that. And that's a, yeah, that yeah, is it's super pretty. cool. I've never thought about it like that, but it is, a, it obviously is a very, uh, uh, visceral way to kind of experience that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So on a lighter note, we were, well, I guess not a letter note. We had some jaundice stuff with Judah in the hospital. Yeah. So we ended up staying another day. And let me tell you that my, my brand new mommy emotions were like all over the place. Ryan was such a great like rock and supporter in that. He was my level head. But like I would go from just holding him, smiling, to like sobbing, crying, to then seeing him in this little tanning bed thing and like not being able to do anything about it and i was just like an emotional basket case i mean it was rough but
0: It's, it's just tough like you just had a kid obviously her her hormones are all over the place and i mean my hormones aren't and it's still difficult to like you just had a kid and then You know, hours later, they need to give him shots or something like that. Or hours and hours later, we found out after that, a couple hours later, that he was jaundiced and that he was going to have to, you know, we couldn't really hold him and sleep, whatever. Like, hold him. You can't sleep with him. That's not good. Don't do that. But, like, you know, (laughs) we wanted to, like, you know, just no one wanted to put him down. And he had to live in a little tanning bed for For a day. Yeah. And that's, you know, I get that people are probably, whatever, man, 12 hours. But, It's, you know, it's, it's something that's, it's the first, one of the first big things that's completely out of your control already. And you just have to be like, okay, you know, that's what we need. And he's, you know, he's not happy because babies want to be held and he's like squirming and screaming and he's like a weird color. And they had this purple light shining on him. He's got to wear these little sunglasses. Like it's a, we have pictures of it. Maybe that's what we'll post for this, uh, for this Instagram post about it but he like they're cool pictures to look back on but man like it was uh it was tough yeah
1: oh my gosh like I think I probably cried the majority of that 12 hours just because he was crying I couldn't hold him I wanted everything to just be skin to skin or you know whatever with this brand new baby of mine and I wanted all these people to go away and leave us alone and just be in there with just us and our little family and he was so upset and I was so upset and It was just a lot, so needless, we finally get to go home, and it was that moment where I was like, do we have to? I don't,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: we've got nurses here, and people here, and all of the supplies that you could possibly need are all right here, do we really have to go home? I don't want to, you can't make me, Like those were all the thoughts that were going through my head. And then I was like, you know what, Morgan, you can do this. You're going to go home. You and Ryan are going to be great parents. You're going to be able to take care of this little thing and, and life will be okay. So we packed up and got, um, what's the word? Not dismissed. Released.
0: Uh, I don't remember. I don't know what the word is. Not, uh, anyways. Uh, cleared to leave. Sure. <laughs> I yes. don't know.
1: So we leave, we drive home, you know, it's a, Oh, the baby sleeps the whole way in the car. It's so great. It's so cute. And then it's like, oh my gosh, we're home. And that's really when reality set in. I think that first night, like the day was great. And then the night was like, oh boy, Mm -hmm. here we go. And like, those of you who know me know that I can be a little high strung and I don't really handle stressful situations in the most logical way. Maybe I have a little freak out or have an attitude or get a little claws out kind of thing. But the moment that this baby starts screaming, crying in the middle of the night and our dogs are freaking out cause they sleep in our bedroom and like I hadn't produced any milk by that point. So I was like, what do I need to do? How am I going to feed this baby? He's obviously hungry. And my mom was staying with us at the time and she comes in and I'm like, please just go get formula. Like, ready to rip my hair out and obviously ryan can't do too much because i'm trying to breastfeed and oh my word and and that was another moment where i was just like this is this is what you hear about Mm -hmm. these are the nights you hear about the the waking up like every two hours and three hours and just having no sleep and like we're experiencing this on night one yeah, so it was here a we go.
0: <laughs> and we got a good run of that with Judah. Like it was a while before yeah. that wasn't the case. Yeah.
1: And I would say like that was probably a part, not so much during pregnancy that had a huge impact on our marriage. But I would say like living, learning to live as a functioning zombie mm-hmm. basically like yeah. with, two hour spurts of sleep or not even two hour spurts of sleep because mm-hmm. like maybe I would be feeding or whatever and and it was and it Ryan was amazing like I feel like this is when a lot of married couples or just parents in general, whether they're married or not, experience like a lot of turmoil, I guess because you're tired and you're angry and I was breastfeeding and obviously Ryan can't do that and he can't help with that like. So he was, he would always get up and always check and make sure we were okay. And if I needed him, I could wake him up at any point in the night and he would do whatever he needed to do. And, you know, changing of nasty diapers in the middle of the night and, you know, all of that, we were definitely in it together. Mm -hmm. But I mean, as a mom, there's just something that like, knowing that no one can help you is like a little defeating because Ryan could hold him and Ryan could pat him and Ryan could swaddle him and change his diaper and all that stuff. But like knowing that this baby solely lived off of me, like it definitely got a little defeating at times when I would look over at Ryan asleep and like Judah's eating and I'm like, oh, that would be so nice. But I can't hold that against Ryan because Ryan doesn't have boobs. He doesn't have milk. He doesn't have anything that he can do for this baby. Mm-hmm. And so it was just a little trying. And I think that that goes into like one of the things that we did want to talk about in this podcast was I stayed home for 12 weeks, which was the best decision that I've made to stay home from work and we knew that we would have to shuffle a lot of things around and that could potentially be really stressful on our marriage financially and, you know, whatever. But we decided together that staying home for 12 weeks was going to be the best thing for our family and for our son. And during those 12 weeks, when I started to think about the idea of going back to work, um, I developed or not developed, however you want to put that. Um, I was diagnosed with, postpartum depression. So, depression is definitely something that I've never really understood and maybe like I had felt that way before but didn't really ever identify it as that. Um and so while I was home during those 12 weeks, there were times where I would feel like some type of way that I couldn't describe and I was incredibly, and just incredibly emotional. And, you know, part of that, obviously, is your hormones getting back into everything. You just had a baby, yada, yada, yada. But, like, this is when a lot of my questioning and insecurities about who I was and who Ryan and I were as a married couple. Like, this is when a lot of that stuff really came to light. And I thought think it was because like I was I was really struggling I was struggling just with being a brand new mom the idea of going back to work full-time who was going to take care of my child that could do as good of a job as me um, or Ryan you know like all of these things were just swirling around and it was like incredibly stressful and very high anxiety and like I don't know I feel like when I was struggling with that before I was diagnosed and medicated, I think I wouldn't say Ryan and I had a fight fight. What would you call that? We had a spat.
0: I don't remember what you're talking about
1: during the open that year where
0: I don't remember what you're talking about. (laughs) So
1: I like I call Ryan and I'm like really angry and like cussing and we go out to eat and I'm like so mad and you don't remember any of this. And this led to like, conversations and conversations and conversations
0: about Uh, yeah Mm -hmm.
1: my insecurities as Morgan but then also like all of the other things that come along with my anxieties and insecurities as a mom and you know all this stuff and I feel like I didn't have a handle on it and I wanted so badly to be able to say that I could get a grip and I could get a handle on it and I could fix myself and make everything better. But as weeks went on and I struggled worse some days and, you know, had a really hard time, like we've, we decided, you know, it was time for me to figure something out. And that's when I got some medication and started taking that. And, you know, things got a lot better after that. Like it, yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to believe that I could be somebody that would experience being depressed or having anxiety problems and like I just always you know leading up to that just in life thought there was such like a stigma behind it I guess and like oh I I'm I wouldn't be that person I'm too you know headstrong or just very driven and strong-willed but that has nothing to do with any of it like as I learned I mean I didn't know anything about any of it and so I think that medication was the route that I needed to go and it helped things a lot. It helped me I think be a better person, it helped me be a better mom and a better wife and a better working mom. Like it just really was the route that I needed to take to take care of me. Cuz yeah. after you have a baby, all of your time and your energy and your thoughts go into making sure that everything's going to be okay for your kid and like mm-hmm. you do kind of like just set yourself aside some and weeks and weeks went by and nothing was changing and I was still feeling all of those things and decided I needed to take care of me. And that's what I did.
0: Yeah. I mean, it definitely, you know, it definitely was really helpful for her and I would say like the the biggest thing every human has insecurities. So, you know, that's not groundbreaking news and what it seemed to, what seemed to be happening with Morgan was that any normal insecurity that Morgan has as a human just seemed to be amplified for whatever reason. Like they became more urgent or they, you know, whatever issue she was wrestling with that maybe she had been for forever. All of a sudden it was like, it was going to happen right now. Um, You know, things just became very immediate for her. And so it was, it was a lot of stress for her and it was obviously the right decision for her to, to go see somebody and, and get some medication. And yeah, it really helped her kind of just be back to who she was or, a, you know, a closer version of that. And um, you know, it, it helped her function better as a person. It helped her be a better mom and wife and friend and person. So it works very well. And we have nothing but positive things to say about that process.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we kind of want to chat just about how year one of, of having a kid went because we are on year two, which is hard to believe, but like there was a lot of things that we had to learn about as the process went along. Like, you know, the first time you take your kid out to eat or the first time that you go on a trip or a vacation or you go visit somebody like so much of those things are really easy when they're really little because all Judah needed was me and Mm -hmm. a passy (laughs) and like that was pretty much it. So we could go, anywhere and do a lot of things but like I know the first time that I think I struggled with going somewhere is when he was six months and we went to the beach and like you think about all the things you need to pack like you gotta have a big umbrella you gotta have a little pool for them to sit in so they don't get too hot and like they can't wear sunscreen yet because you know whatever because their skin I don't know like you just hear all these things like they're not supposed to do all these things or get too hot or be in the sun for too long or blah 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 so like It was just so much. And I love the beach. Oh my gosh, I love the beach so much. And we went, and I think we were on the beach for like not even an hour.
0: Yeah, I don't think it was an hour.
1: Yeah, so we went for four days. Three days. Four days. I don't know. Something like that. We went to the beach once, and we weren't even out there for an hour. Mm -hmm. It was just like, this is not worth it. Like this a vacation with a little baby is not a vacation it is so much work it is so stressful my anxiety was like through the roof cuz at that point i decided that oh you're good now it's summer you don't need to be medicated anymore and that's when i decided to get back on medication cuz it was just like
0: yeah rough. i think i think a lot of that experience was due to her deciding she didn't need medication anymore stopping <laughs> it completely without talking to anybody about it and then the way she describes the situation of packing stuff up to take to the beach for Judah, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's a hassle, but it's, it's not the version of it that she thinks it was. Um, but it is the version of it. She experienced. So, you know, that just showed like, she just probably wasn't ready to get off the medication yet or not, you know, maybe not in the manner that she did. So it was, yeah, I mean, it was we had a great trip, you know, it, we went to the pool one day. I mean, overall it was a really good experience. But yeah, it it definitely we learned that, you know, me maybe taking a six month old and we didn't we stayed in a place that wasn't a two bedroom, so he's trying to sleep in the room with us and you know, we're trying to be super quiet so we don't wake him up. He doesn't want to sleep in this pack and play because he's never slept in a pack and play. I mean, there was just a lot going on. Yeah. So it was it overall we had a great time on the trip. And it was but a learning there was some, experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is it definitely isn't as bad as she feels or remembers it was but that's just because like i said things for her were very amplified and so when things were kind of bad they were really bad when really they were just kind of bad so you know it it just wasn't it wasn't quite that big of an ordeal but it definitely you know we learned a lot and it was a learning lesson for morgan about how she needs to handle her medication for that kind of stuff too
1: yeah so, I think like little things like that we learned along the way, um, but I think for the most part in day to day life, like we really figured out how to juggle being parents and working parents and taking care of our kid and all of that stuff. I mean it it was good, like big things like that were definitely a learning process. like we went to Hawaii right when he turned one, yeah. mm-hmm. which again was like an amplified version in my brain of probably how it really was but ryan will agree that the the flight was ridiculous out of control yeah like, Judah didn't have i good would time. just recommend not taking your 12 month old on a 10 hour flight i
0: mean he did great in hawaii you know he slept great there oh, he yeah. napped great there i mean everything was fine when we got there it's just the getting there and coming back part you know the getting there even was i would say like okay It was a coming back that he was really... He was just over it, And for those of
1: you who don't know, Ryan's parents and brother and his brother's wife uh, currently live there, so... We were going to visit them, so that was really great. But it definitely was... It was a lot, for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, But I think that... Judah... Comes along for a lot of the things that we do in life, I feel like... Um, for the most part. There are times where we have gone away, like we, Ryan and I have gone by ourselves somewhere or taken a little mini trip and, and have had, um, family come and watch him. And that's been a wonderful experience for us because we know and trust who is taking care of him and, and he loves them and they love him and we're able to go and be away and it truly be stress-free. Um, and so that's been nice, but, he's an awesome kid. Like we love him so much and we want him to be with us when we go places. And so we have figured out in the best way that we can, what works for us and what doesn't work for us. You know, things past bedtime don't work for us. So sorry to all our friends who we tell no, but we to go out to dinner and stuff, but we just, we just can't at this point in our life. And we know that that's just how it is. And that's, you know, it doesn't affect us one way or the other like we have a kid we're parents he is our priority and we're gonna do everything that we can to make sure that the little dude is the best little dude he can be so yeah so stuff like that has definitely changed like going on longer trips or you know long road trips definitely are not the best thing he hates being in the car for a really long time um dinners, you know, spontaneous things like that just don't happen as much. We definitely rely a little bit more on a schedule, um, like when we make plans to hang out with friends and all that stuff. So those types of things have definitely changed. Um, but I think our life in general over the past two and e- two and a half years since getting pregnant and finding out and, you know, having Judah and him almost being too, like, our life is so much better, I think. Yeah. You know, like having a, a little person in your house just makes it a lot of fun.
0: Mm hmm, for sure.
1: The sure. show. So that's it on my end. Yeah. You got anything else you want to add?
0: No, no, That I agree.
1: So we're not telling everybody to go out and have kids, but I mean, it's pretty fun. Do you want to do our last question? Or yeah, sure. Do, you want, do we not have time?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean we'll make it quick. So, yeah. answering another question that got sent to us, what impact has CrossFit had on your marriage or relationship?
1: I think that initially, I didn't know anything about CrossFit really. I knew Ryan tried it out in college, but like I didn't really know what it was or anything like that, but. We tried to start CrossFit together, just Ryan and I, like, at our house. We had some weights and did some stuff like that. And it did not work. Like, not CrossFit exactly, but, like, just Ryan being a coach to me. Like, I wasn't very accepting of that. Mm -hmm. But I think the world of CrossFit as far as us opening a gym and – having CrossFit as a part of our lives now, not necessarily like Ryan being my coach or anything like that, but just having a CrossFit gym and being able to CrossFit and experience that together, whether we're doing a workout together or separately, but being able to talk about it and share experiences, I think has had a positive impact on our marriage. Um, Obviously, we have a business that we pour so much time and energy into, Um, and it's been a fantastic experience and we have loved having the gym and, you know, whether it's CrossFit gym or just a gym in general, I don't know if that would really change things, but since it is a CrossFit gym, I guess, you know, that's all I can really answer to, but I think it's been, I think it's been good. Like we've been to regionals together, you know, and, just being able to go to something like that together and experience, have the, that experience together is fun. And we've been to mm-hmm. on a trip to Miami to do Wadapalooza. Well, not do Wadapalooza, but be a spectator at Wadapalooza. And, you know, that's a CrossFit event. And I don't know. It's just all of it is fun for us, I think.
0: Yeah, I would say it's been nothing but positive. I mean, even the beginning of, you know, us trying to do it out of the garage, um and it maybe not going super well as far as figuring it out. But like, that was, that was just a quick way for us to learn certain things about our, I mean, we were pretty young in our marriage at that point and it just helped us learn some things about each other faster than we probably would have. So yeah. even that, I mean, I think it's a positive experience. Um, yeah. Like it's been, it's been great. We, we both were college athletes. We both grew up playing sports. When you become an adult, you, don't really have as many of those athletic opportunities and this has allowed us to have a hobby that we really like, um, that we think makes us better humans and to share that. And so I think it's been nothing but great. I mean, I think it's been good for us as far as, unless this relieve stress, you Absolutely. know, it, al- it allows us to focus on, uh, eating better together and at certain points in our relationship, you know, that maybe it hasn't always been a thing, but you know, has come and gone and it's a focus we have now, and it just allows us that's – that's much more difficult to do if both parties aren't on board. And so it doesn't necessarily mean they both have to CrossFit, but when you have that shared interest, it just makes it easy to be like, okay, let's you know, take the next three months and really focus on our nutrition. Or when we go out of town and we go somewhere we haven't been before or somewhere we have been before, we generally drop in at least once to a CrossFit gym, and it just gives us an experience together – and I think those are awesome because Morgan and I probably have worked out together, like, at our gym, I don't know, less than 10 times in the last year or two. I mean, we we don't get to work out together. Um, I'm coaching. I generally work out by myself in the middle of the day. Uh, so I, I can't work out with her because I need to be coaching while she's there. But, um, but like, when we get to go do that, it's such a cool experience because that's unique to us. We don't – I mean, it's unique for us. We don't normally get that. Right. Um, I think it's been good as far as just, like, what it's – it's been a good precedent for Judah to show that we care that health is important. Um, you know, it it's been great to show that we care about each other that way. To say like we want to, you know, like stay attractive and to stay healthy and to be around for a long time. And you know, those are all investments that we've made and that CrossFit is paying off on. So, I think it's been nothing but awesome for us. I think it, I I can't imagine how different our life would be. If you had never done, like if you just blew it off and, you know, I've been in CrossFit and we don't, maybe we still even owned a gym and it's just, you know, you kind of were along for the ride. But, you know, for us to both have an interest in something and get to do fun things with it, um, yeah, it's just neat. When you're an adult, you don't have many hobbies, you don't have time for that. And so to have a shared hobby just allows you to get a hobby, which is great, and you need that as a person and some shared time together which is great and you need that in a relationship and so it's been a really great experience for us and you know if if you're a couple and you're listening to this and you don't already know us because if you know us we probably have you you know we own a crossfit gym so we probably talked to you about crossfit but for some reason if you're a stranger on the internet and you're listening to this um i I think that's a great thing to do with your spouse i mean if you can work out together maybe even better but you know it just it allows you to have a bond and something that is it it allows you to come home at dinner and talk about something that's not bills or not responsibilities or not like the bad things that happened in your day. You or get to talk about kid. some cool things. Yeah. And I mean, like, yeah, it, it, just, it gives you, it just adds a fullness to your relationship because you have a whole nother thing now that it, that you share and that you're a part of. And like I said, I mean, you're, you're pouring, you know, you're making yourself a better person and that makes you a better husband or wife and parent. And it makes you, you know, live longer and live better and be more attractive and all all the great things to offer to your spouse so you know maybe crossfit's not your thing but finding an active thing to do with your spouse i think is a great way to you know just add a fullness to your life so yeah it's been nothing but good
1: and i think through crossfit or us having a gym or whatever we have tried so many other things together like yeah you know just this summer ryan got me a mountain bike and we went mountain biking that was my first time ever and like that was an experience that we got to share together because of people that we have met inside of our gym who have that as a hobby and we're able to choose to do those things and make them a part of our lives like doing the Ragnar you know a couple years ago before I was pregnant well when i was pregnant didn't know i was pregnant like that's something that we probably would have never done outside no, of this and camping and doing a 24 hour race and you know doing spartan and mountain biking you know whatever these little things may be like on the outskirts of this like crossfit is that hub Mm
0: -hmm. and like
1: we've been able to explore different and new things and we've stayed healthier for sure and so when we do go on trips or whatever like we're walking everywhere and we're you know renting bikes when we're in Atlanta because we can and you know it's just it's a fun place to like to have the similarities but also like work so comfortable enough to be able to explore other options as well to of new things to do together so
0: yeah for sure it just gives you a base of fitness to where if you're you know if your friends want to go skiing you don't have to worry about like am I fit enough to go skiing like you you know maybe you aren't good at skiing but that's your fitness isn't the problem. Or like when our friends invited us mountain biking, you know, we were like, okay, we'll get mountain bikes and we'll go check it out. And we had, we had a great time. Like it was a great experience and stuff that we want to do more of. (laughs) Um, And I think the other big piece is we have, I would say, I don't know. We have less than one handful of, of real friend relationships that aren't either relationships we've had for like 10 plus years or we didn't meet through CrossFit. And so that's just, you know, you get to see those people every day, and our best friends are either people we've known 10 years or they're people we've got to know through the gym. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's been, it's been really awesome for us, and, you know, a plug to go check out a local CrossFit gym near you. And, yeah, give it a shot for a month or two and see. I, I really think it'll be a positive thing for your life and for your marriage.
1: It's not just the CrossFit. It's the community, too. So it, it definitely can impact you big time. All right, guys, thanks for listening.